You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, how's it going? It's going well, well, pretty well in the Hines household. Can't complain, and uh, I won't. Okay, well, you wrapped that up nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird time in football, right? We've got five weeks until the draft. Free agency is uh, is now about ten days old, and the the majority of the biggest names are off the board. <sighs> what do we? Uh, what what's what's there to talk about right now, my friend? For me, I'm personally semi-interested, not fully, semi-interested mm-hmm. in this J- Jadavion Clowney Browns thing, just because it seems like they're the f- they were kind of the flavor of the month a couple years back, and we saw some shifts, but it were like names on the rise. Now I think they are that team that what the Rams were, I would say, even farther back, where it looks so interesting to be a part of, you know, a young upstart team and turning the corner so i think you know he's a piece to that um but i think it could be another one of those flops i think it could potentially be a flop not to say he plays badly i just don't think it will um factor in much um yeah it's weird right this has been something that has been like a long time coming in a lot of ways the browns have tried to get Clowney a couple of times now they were aggressive uh, in pursuit of him last year before he signed with the Titans for that disastrous run. Mm-hmm. And it, it does, it, it's fait accompli, right? It just, it, it seems like it's time that they actually sign him. They took a gamble, took a flyer on Tack McKinley, a former first round pick from Atlanta, who, you know, two kind of good years coming into the NFL, but then maturity really got the best of him, uh, or rather, I suppose, the worst of him. Mm-hmm. And flamed out in Atlanta, kind of quit on his team. He's, I think, I forget who he signed with last year, but he failed two physicals. He ended up getting cut before he ever played for his new, the team when he got waived. Ugh, I don't know. I get, look, Clowney opposite Garrett, as long as the knee is okay, and, and that's the big question mark with Clowney, you can live with that. At least, if nothing else, he's going to, he's going to, you know, be very good against the run. Exactly. And, and that may make people, you know, uncomfortable. With the the whole the whole ideal, but I think it's just interesting that what J- Jadavion Clowney is now would be now interested in the Browns at this point, uh, and there could be some uh, some mis- mixed signals going on. But but can't hurt, and like you said, long time coming, uh, and yeah, good luck good luck to him if if it happens. If he doesn't sign with the Browns, I promise you, I probably won't know where he ends up because I won't pay attention after that. <laughs> well, he wasn't very relevant last year, you know he. <sighs> Was this, I forget which of the two runs, I'm looking it up right now, mm-hmm. was the failed to record a sack run. And that, in fact, was Tennessee last year in eight games with Tennessee. Very, you know, an injury-plagued season. He was he was okay in 2019 with, uh, with Seattle, three sacks, and really did set the edge very well against the run. But... You know, it, it, I, we talk about this a lot, the myth of Jadavian Clowney, the mm-hmm. idea that he's this dominant pass rusher. And he, quite frankly, I think he benefits from the same thing that Zion Williamson benefits in that, like, he had awesome highlights and he's got a cool name. Yes. Yeah, I think he was at the peak of the transition into overt highlight culture. I think highlight culture was already 
on the rise. But, you know, that hit hurt across the the nation lasted mm. for quite some time to the point where we really, if we look at it, games played the first couple of years are really uh, underwhelming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question about it. He was not an was not an impact guy. Was I think he was a little bit mis, miscast in uh, that Houston defense early on when they they asked him to you know stand up and play outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. But I, don't know, I guess he did have those two good years in seventeen and eighteen combined eighteen and a half sacks over those two. And I think that the most shocking thing. Also worth pointing out that he was uh, he was standing up in Tennessee's uh, 3-4 last year. Yep. Also, I think it's worth pointing out, he's just turned 28 years old. What? I feel like he should be younger. I mean, older. Older, sorry. yeah. I was going to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> I, I, I could have promised you, promised you he was the older version of 33. Like the oldest yeah. version of... Yeah, you thirty five might be you know if you stick around till thirty five you're gonna be yeah, hobbling and 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 really on a pitch count. I can't believe he hasn't even um he he's just now kind of can rent a car like that's where we're at with this. Yeah, he it's it's cheaper for him to rent a car now. Yeah, this is I don't know that uh, he's trusted with them, but he can rent them. <laughs> uh, by the way, also I'm on Pro Football Reference, which lists uh, nicknames for mm-hmm. players. Some of these uh, esoteric, some of them I've never heard of. For Jadavian Clowney, the nickname, <laughs> accurately, Doodoo. Oh, <laughs> it took me, it took me aback. I, is this, does this, do they do self-naming as well? I, I, I yeah, hate I mean, that. They might, yeah, they might just not like him. Maybe, maybe somebody at Pro Football Reference just is not a Jadavian Clowney fan. Yeah, like we, we don't, we're, this has never been on record, but we're going to call him Doodoo. I'm looking this up to see if there's any other... Uh, any other reference of Judavian Clowney's nickname? Uh, Mama, his mom, Jacena, gave him the nickname Doodoo. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I want, I'm going to respect his mother. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm going to respect her so much that I'm going to make it a family name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Doodoo the Second. <laughs> his father wanted to name the boy David, but tradition in his mother's family dictated that the name start with a J. She settled on, on Jadavian. I like that that's the first option. Settled, you have to name like, it with a J. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not Jared now. No, let's go Jadavian. Uh, oh. but, but called him Doodoo after his favorite song, after her favorite song, it's hook Doodoo Brown. The band, the brand new brother in town, yeah, boy, dope sound. This is this is much more interesting than any of his his tape would be for the first couple first three years. Yeah, since his- leaving <laughs> South Carolina for sure. <laughs> first, first since leaving. This is the most interesting thing that I've seen about David Clowney, and honestly, it, it kind of explains. Uh, it kind of explains that he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like the the thing he gets whispered in his ear prior to every snap, you know, it, it it would drive me nuts, especially if you're underachieving. I'm trying to see who, because we talked about this. Uh, it was uh, Michigan running back Vincent Smith. I always always in my head it's Denard Robinson, hmm. but uh, it, it Michigan running back Vincent Smith. I'm watching this clip on repeat, and uh, boy, Clowney just uh busts him up and takes his helmet off or should we say doo-doo just busts through the line and <laughs> knocks the gentleman's helmet off Ooh, yeah there we could go a, we could go a lot of ways with it 
know, like, look, this this show and our time is worth it just knowing this new piece of information. Absolutely. I don't even think it's one of those markers in life. Yeah. Um, if this if once the movie of my life comes out, I'm wondering, you know, what what scene and what what music will I use to score the scene where I find out that Jadavion Clowney's nickname is is Doodoo because it's this big. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. We need. Uh, this is like a Danny Elfman. This is this is a John John Williams kind of thing. We need only the best composers to put this together. Mario Hines, if if you were casting the movie of your life, who would you cast to play you? Would I cast to play me? I mean, it wouldn't be. I think apropos. Hmm. Because I'm going Denzel for me. I just feel like that works. The, the main reason why I didn't go Denzel is because I thought, well, we, he can't play as both. Uh, he can't be in Sure. And this is, this is a two-hander. This is obviously you can't tell my story without yours and your story without Exactly. Mine. So he can't be you in my story and me in my story, mm. which obviously the nod goes to you if you if he could choose. But um, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm thinking maybe... well, it could be an Eddie Murphy thing where he just plays all the roles. <laughs> That'd be nice. You know what I would do, though, for 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 knowing that... The lines would be delivered. Yeah. Don Cheadle, I think. I would okay. To play adult Mario. Okay, you got War Machine. That's impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think what I think I think a couple of scenes would be first Terrence Howard, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I have told this story a million times, but I feel like for anybody who hasn't heard it before. I, I lived in a place called Conshohocken, Pennsylvania for a long time. It's mm-hmm. about, um, about 15 miles outside of Philadelphia and close to the King of Prussia Mall. And went into one of my favorite pizza places, Ileana's 3 in Conshohocken. It was, you know, a random random weeknight. I, there's only one other gentleman in the store. And uh, this is a guy like wearing like a dirty white t-shirt, a bandana, and, and like super dirty ripped jeans. I'm thinking... Okay, like something's going on. This is weird. This guy is not dressed appropriately. I get a little bit closer and I realize I'm in the store alone with Terrence Howard. Wow. What a weird place for Terrence Howard to be, but also, of course, yeah, he lived down the street. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he lived down the street. I actually, I saw him at the grocery store a lot too. But, uh, but yeah, it was just like, just like, like dirty bandana, ripped white shirt. It was, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, actually a buddy of mine is, uh, oh, I'll say an acquaintance. A buddy is a, a, a bridge too far but a a familiar acquaintance of mine is married to his daughter oh wow okay this is getting so he will be in the movie is what you say uh yeah i mean what was he doing what power on showtime right now so we'll have to see if he's got time in his schedule but yeah i you know what knowing what i know about terrence howard um, I don't think he's going to be cool to be in on that joke. <laughs> no, I, I think I actually I, I read somewhere in an article that he is now willing to speak to uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, just oh, now. Nice. Yeah, well, there's there is, you know, he's not a forgiving type and we don't. Uh, I'm not going to air people's dirty laundry, so that's not that's not appropriate <laughs> here. But he's not a forgiving type and you and I can talk about it off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, look, he he set his bar too high. You know, Downey got a ton more money than he did, but Downey was the star. Obviously, he uh he should have been paid a little bit more than he was for uh for for Rhodey in that first uh, Iron Man movie. But 
you know, this is, I guess this is the moral of the story is, uh, you know, when you have something good, don't go pushing your luck because that guy lost out on uh, all that of sweet, sweet adventures money. And it, that paycheck uh, obviously would have risen over the, the next movies. My thing is, did he, did he have some type of internal idea inkling that this was going to be a huge series and he was underpaid or did he really think he delivered? Cause don't get me wrong. I liked all in all how War Machine was, you know, written from from the first movie. But I, yeah. as, on my rewatch, I'm like, uh, you didn't necessarily steal the show. It's literally why Robert Downey Jr. was uh, able to relaunch his career. I think we were surprised at mm-hmm. how well Downey was able to do his thing. We just, I personally think you didn't mess it up. It was good and, and applause worthy, but it's not. It's not underpaid, you know, like an underpaid moment for me, for me. Here, this is an, okay. This is an, a really interesting, uh, interesting take. This is from, uh, I don't know, some website on the internet. We'll say it's legit. Uh, why was Terrence Howard removed from Iron Man? Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man co-star Terrence Howard was replaced in the role of War Machine for the sequel after refusing to agree to a pay cut for the second film. Howard was reportedly the top paid actor on Iron Man, because Marvel considered hiring Downey Jr. such a risk. So he actually made more than RDJ in the first movie. Right. I thought I read that. And so that's what I'm not understanding. Yeah, the boost and and then uh, Downey Jr. getting the just do, I think, of his performance and really just piecing it the whole thing together. I'm like, all right, all right, Terrence, you blew it. And now I can't even see or envision not the other Iron Mans, but Infinity War and Endgame. I think the way it culminated in such big moments, Don Cheadle was perfect. And maybe I just yeah. can't imagine it another way just because it isn't another way. But yeah. Howard's a really good actor, but he, I don't know. I, and maybe it's just because we've seen it for so long. But Cheadle is the better foil yes. to, to Downey. Yes. And yes. So th- I think they, they did the right thing. Have you, uh, well, have you gotten all the way through WandaVision? I have. It was, uh, man, if I could stand up, if the, if the audience could see me stand up and mm-hmm. applaud, I would. Because, I mean, excellent job. Excellent job. My, my, <laughs> my star cried. <laughs> At which part? Tell me. The children I think part? that we should definitely talk about this on the air. Um, <laughs> the ch- oh, oh, I mean, that's, that's the maternal instinct. I understand sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm there too, but... <laughs> Paternally, I, wasn't I guess cr- we yeah, don't I wasn't cry. Crying over it, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but now I'm kind of, a, I haven't gotten to, um, to Falcon and Winter Soldier just yet. I've been seeing the reviews and I'm not surprised, but I'm more confident in what I expected. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to dedicate about an hour to it yet, but. Uh, so it is, I watched the first episode and I actually, we watched it, uh, I watched it by myself and then we had it on last night too, because Alexa hadn't seen it. It is definitely way more what you expected a, a Marvel TV show to be. Got it. Got it. I, and it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool because you get to you get to spend more time with the characters. We like you never get introspective, quiet moments in the movies, right? Because we're just trying to go from from set piece one to set piece two. But in the TV show, it allows you to actually see these people as human beings, see the struggles. There's really interesting stuff for Falcon. I think it's funny because. You know, 
we all assume this the series will culminate in in Falcon taking up the uh, Captain America mantle, mm-hmm. and like this is. In the first episode, it was the first time I ever thought Falcon was a cool character, and now we're going to transition him into something else. Right. Um, and I think that's better. I didn't know how... I didn't take time to to know how I felt about picking up a mantle in the way that maybe uh, maybe the Spider-Mans did, do, did. <laughs> and so I'm glad that they kept the identity specific, and now it's kind of, um, like you said, humanizing these two and it, that's what it's going to take and kudos to marvel for you know maintaining the formula without uh without the same you know taste because humanizing these not so popular characters is what made the franchise go you know without the rights of the yeah. x-men and fantastic four and things so uh i'm i'm encouraged i'm encouraged to watch it i don't know if it's ex- excited uh, is the right word but i'm definitely encouraged and, and looking forward to it I liked well, and there's only I think it's only six episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier, and uh, I don't know if they're all similar times, but I feel like this first episode was like I don't know twenty five thirty minutes, mm-hmm. easy watch. Um, no, I liked it a lot. I I liked it a lot more than I liked the first Wandavision episode, but I I, I know that was kind of a weird setup. Ah uh, yeah yeah I <laughs> I don't know based especially based on what you told me about uh I think it was the Hulk or she or, or whatever. She-Hulk, plan, yeah. She-Hulk, yeah, plan on doing with that. Um, yeah, a half-hour legal comedy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now I, I lean towards trusting it. Um, with WandaVision, I think the re-air, just the rewatch, I don't know what made us do it, but the rewatch of the Marvel stuff um, mm-hmm. created an ambiance for mm. a weird, that weird entryway where, there, like you said, there wasn't a lot of introduction that could prepare you for what WandaVision did. Oh, no. It let, it, it, it it was appropriate. Now that I look at it, it was so appropriate uh, to rewire what what we were going to expect and rewire how we looked at, you know, Wanda in her character, her in character development, Vision, and what the heck he was supposed to be. Um, right. So I mean, I, I I love it, and I love I can't help but wait for the X Men. I can't help but wait for the tie ins, and I'm gonna be patient. Mm-hmm. I I overlooked the the universe building last time, and now I'm here ready. Yeah, there were rumors floating around about a month ago that Jennifer Lawrence had been cast as Sue Storm. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with that. that. That's just kind of weird in that she was in the other X-Men movies. So why why dip back into that well, even though they sort of did it with Evan Peters in, yeah. uh, in WandaVision? But though wasn't that like a, Don't you think that was an insistence upon itself? Like the, that was part of the joke? Oh, that was a hundred percent. That was a hundred percent part of their joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A th- oh, a hundred percent. You don't accidentally make that casting choice. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh wait, he's gonna play in. Wait, he, he, he like I, I just like this idea that he gets to set day one and he's like, hey, you guys know that uh, I played Quicksilver in the Fox movies, right? You're like, you did. <laughs> Oh well, I guess I guess you've got a contract already. But geez, I wish I knew this. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? But yeah, that does that. that doesn't happen by accident. No. Um, I guess while we're while we're on this train of thought, uh, the Black Widow news was uh, pretty big. It got pushed to July seventh, and will be premiering on Disney Plus. Though it's the Disney Plus Premier Access thirty dollar tier. Mm-hmm. Um, do you thirty dollars care for Black Widow? 
Uh, no, I don't. But I think I think Star does, and I, it's it, it's WandaVision's fault. Uh, but I think <laughs> she does. Do you guys have Disney Plus? We do, we do. We got it day one. Didn't experience yeah, a lot of the 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 kinks, so it's we don't have any negative feelings towards it. Um, I mean, we did, did Raya. They... We did Raya thir- for, for okay. 30. So we're not. How we're, was it? it? It's actually well done. It, it was touted as a Disney classic. Uh, and I wouldn't give it that because the way Disney wasn't predictable for the stories that, that came out at their time, this one was a was a bit predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, but very well done as far as you know, a, a level up in graphics, a level up in detail, you know, that type of stuff. They, they, they put time in there. That's, that's good. I yeah I would uh, I'm gonna end up spending the thirty bucks. It, it's it's very interesting timing too because you know I'm I'm going through a process this week waiting for some approvals, and um, there is there is a chance that you know I could potentially be moving in well the day we're really looking at is July first. Mm-hmm. So like this could be the end of the first week. Like this is the first thing that I would watch in my in my little theater room in mm-hmm. a in a new home. So it lines up interestingly. Well, you're gonna watch. I'm definitely gonna watch, and we can. Uh... You guys can feel free to come over. <laughs> oh wow! It is just a drive, <laughs> or will be. It is just a drive, and apparently we're we're doing a pizza tasting. So I don't. What I don't does know. that this mean? Is, pizza I, tastes great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so uh, yesterday, uh, Alexa announced Alexa announced that her uh, her aunt was going to come over. And she's her, her aunts are very young; they're they're clo- pretty fairly uh, closer to her in age. Yeah, and uh, she announced that one of her aunts was going to come over, and uh, we were wa- we were doing a pizza tasting, which apparently is when they order pizza from three different places in the neighborhood, and uh, we we determine which one is the best one. I immediately saw a flaw in this. Uh, Small sample size flaw. So how, how do you limit it to three? If we're going to do this shit, let's do this right. I want I want every pizza option in my home. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's how 10, you, by the way. We're going to order. Would... We're, we're ordering 10 pizzas. From but 10 now I'm locked phones. in on this three, and now you ha- you have to choose. And I need your your, your three. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. Are, we, talk, are we talking national brands, or what are we talking about here? See, what that's where it gets mixy, because... The whole thing with pizza. Welcome is... to the off season, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <You're> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Analysis. Um, this is this is where it gets kind of strange or mixy or or where you have to stand your ground because the point almost of of pizzeria, I'd say, mm-hmm. is um, juggernaut versus mom and pop. Mm-hmm. And so you can't you can't just go national brand with a pizza tasting. I think that's in bad taste. No pun. Well, I, I am. Yeah, my my thought was you eliminate the, the national brands because we know what they taste like. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, not to unravel <laughs> unravel too many layers of the Chris Warwardell onion, but uh, one of one of my first jobs was actually I was a, a delivery guy for Domino's, and then they made me uh, they made me an assistant manager, and then I I turned a very young age, and they offered me the, to be the manager at my own store. Uh, and then at that, at which point I pl- I began to plot my uh, exit from this company because I know what kind of hours these managers work, and I wasn't trying to be locked into that for my life. Yeah. Um, and then I was poached by Papa John's to Whoa. be a manager there. Some tampering going on. I know. Before I left after like three days because it was terrible, and also I would after working there. Uh, I can't say that every every store is like the store I worked at. 
I can just tell you that at the store I worked at, uh, and for legal reasons, I won't disclose where that is, uh, the toppings weren't refrigerated once they were put into the trays. So Excellent. that like that grossed me out a little bit. Yeah, I'm grossed out right now. Yeah, so, you know, maybe consult your local Papa John's regulations <laughs> before ordering. Well, good thing they're under new uh, leadership. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, the Papa. <laughs> Big Papa's out of there. <laughs> he's uh, uh, he he's found his own path, as it were. Yeah, not a, not an exciting one. <laughs> no, but the big no, the big chains have to be out of there. It's okay. got to be all local chains, okay. and uh, so so look, what I'm saying is for uh, for Black Widow movie night, mm-hmm. um, when when you guys are there, when the kids are there, when Alexa and the, her family are there, you have ten different pizzas to choose from. So it's going to be good times. I'm there, and I don't even know if I'm willing to share the pizza with the family. So, we'll see. Uh, we'll get you see. your we'll get you your own ten. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> All those workouts are going to be for naught at that point, sir. <laughs> I am back to working out fairly consistently. It's it's been uh, it's been interesting. So, I deserve. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm about to get back on the bike, and uh, I, I know it's. I, I think it's a weird like mental hurdle to overcome because anytime you don't work out for a while and then you start again, God damn, does that first week suck? Oh my God. Re-entry is the worst. <laughs> they were just, like an astronaut, it, but we're, yeah, it, it just, I remember, I remember, I, I don't know. This is probably like two years ago now when I was thinking, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start working out again. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to take care of myself. That nonsense and the pandemic happened. Um, and I started, I was squatting again. And my God, you forget like how destroyed your legs are mm-hmm. after the first time you squat in like with in, in a long time. Like you just, it's, it's, you can't walk for the next day. Yeah, it's over with. It's over, like every inch of whatever operates the, the, the lower half, you know, glutes, hands, everything. It's like, <laughs> you know, out of order sign in every yeah, your body. Your body is saying, don't do that to me. What the hell? <laughs> um, speaking of what the hell, bad news in, in the actual football world for Washington football team fans on a couple of fronts. One, uh, Jason Wright came out and said that they're considering the Washington football team as the permanent name for the organization. Uh, and two, came out today that the NFL cleared the way for Dan Snyder to buy out the minority owners of the Redskins and have full control of that team. Good luck, Redskins fans. Yeah, see, one, I'm not a I told you so person, but with the name, it just was never going anywhere. Once they let it fly for a year and things sold, probably <laughs> yeah. the same oh, yeah, more, that's true. it was over. Um, yeah. But 100% of Dan Snyder, like the, the adage says, the old adage, it's in moder- all things in moderation. So no way do I want 100% of Dan Snyder. Like, yeah, well, okay, I guess I, I, guess I misspoke. He would own 81% of the team, 80, 81.09% of the team. Uh, his mother, Arlette, owns 6.5%, and his sister, Michelle, own, would own 12.55%. But uh, yeah, the Snyder family in full control. Got it. So, Ma, I mean, if we're relying on mom at any given time, maybe <laughs> maybe these players can rest a little easier. Fans, of yeah, course. But she raised him, so... <laughs> Ah, counterpoint, <laughs> counterpoint <laughs> taken. Really? Yeah, it's 
that's just a that's a body blow for football team fans because they they've had a quietly good off season. They brought in Curtis Samuel, great fit. They brought in William Jackson the third, great fit. Brought in Fitzpatrick, he's gonna you know he's gonna play well. Mm-hmm. This is a team. I I wouldn't be shocked if they won the NFC East next year. And then it's oh good, Snyder owns the whole team now. Yeah, so the 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 balloon's gonna pop, the bur- the bubble's gonna burst, and. The Snyder effect is to pop just, during a, the best, the best cons- meaning when the team is playing their best, the worst meaning when the team is playing their best time. It's going to pop yeah. as soon as you should feel good about what's going on because Dan Snyder always intervenes on something that he has no business doing, uh, intervening in. And I don't see long term vision between he and Rivera matching. And yeah, that's going to be an sure, issue. And so one of them's not a horrible human being. Exactly. For, for you know, at a, at, a, at a baseline level, you know. So uh, I'm sorry. Not sorry, really, uh, Washington fan. Well, yeah. Good luck, Washington football team fans, because I think this may be a Snyder cut that you did not Ooh. want. But I'm bump. And that's how we do it. Um <laughs> That's a weird episode, but I like it. Who cares? I'm cool with having, it. Having fun. It's in, we're in the office. Did you watch the Snyder Cut, by the way? I did. Did you? I'm getting through it. I'm, oh, I'm piecemealing it like no other, but it's, 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 uh, I, I don't remember the original as much as I thought I would mm-hmm. on the replay, but the things I do remember, I'm like, okay, um, there was some sabotage going on. Yeah. Well, it's, Okay. I'm going to get to, back to that. I want to make one point yeah. on a previous thing that I completely forgot about yeah. that I, I meant to mention. Uh, you mentioned doing your Marvel movie rewatch. It, oh, it drives me nuts because Alexa and I did the same thing. Drives me nuts that I did not challenge you guys to do a, a, a ranking of your movies as you were watching them so we could see what your lists looked like because I'd be yeah. fascinated by that. I was very surprised by my own. Um, we're willing to do it the, again. We're willing to do it again. We well, talked about it. Well, yeah, when, 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 well, and you better get started now because, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of stuff's about to, starting in July, you have like every two months something comes out. And um, I think that's just, that might just be uh, theatrically too. But, okay, so here's a, here's a question. On mm-hmm. your next rewatch, do the Disney Plus series count as part of it? Yeah, I think, I think we have to. I agree. I think we have to. This is what I'm saying. This is, these next ones are going to be a commitment. I'm with and, it, man. And there's just the weird questions of like, once the once the X Men are introduced, then are they canon in the MCU? And I, it's just there's a lot of there's a lot of weird branching, uh, well, branches, <laughs> as it were. Um, Snyder cut. Uh, yeah, we watched it last weekend again. Uh, it was we were just we got dinner and we were we were just up in bed watching it while Alexa was working on something and we we sat through the whole thing uh, in one night which was really her working and me watching it. I I really liked it, man. I uh, we had we had watched the other version fairly recently just because we after we did our Marvel watch we we went through the DC movies and watched mm-hmm. them as well and um, exciting life in in pandemic times. <laughs> And um, yeah, I thought this was I thought this was exponentially better. I, I I see that the 
the audience uh, seems to agree with that as well as uh, the both the audience score and the critic score are significantly higher than the original versions. Mm-hmm. But man, I liked I liked it a lot. I I'm I was upset to learn that they're not going to do the right thing and just pretend like the Joss Whedon uh, cut never existed. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. And I don't know if I'm imagining things, but is um was Steppenwolf completely different color in the Whedon cut? Or remember, am I... I don't remember that, but we definitely never got... I don't think we ever actually saw Darkseid uh, in the in the uh, the Whedon version, but I, I could be getting that wrong. Um, a lot of... Yeah, a lot of really... I liked it. I liked it a lot. I... When you're done, I'm gonna want to on the show next week. We'll talk about we'll talk about the ending because mm-hmm. there something happens at the end that is very interesting and uh, it's it worth discussing once you actually know what it is. But what what kind of information did you go into it with? Um, how much did you know in like in terms of like reshoots and stuff like that? Well, the only <laughs> to be honest, Twitter informed me that um, there was a lot of. <laughs> There was a lot of um, missing people of color and um, also a lot of um, Gal Gadot highlights. Mm -hmm. So that's all I knew to to expect in changes. But other than that, I didn't I didn't know what to look for um, in terms of, of actual quality differences. I, I I'm not gonna you know obviously spoilers here. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention who or what happens, but. I knew that they did pick up shots with a a certain character who didn't have a very big role in the initial version. Mm -hmm. And I just kept waiting for that person to show up and waiting for that person to show up and waiting for that person to show up. And then uh, finally does at the end in a, I don't know, it's very much like uh, Zach just got to, and I feel like he and I are on a first name basis. (laughs) Feel free to call me Chris and uh, I'm going to call you Zach. Uh, Zach and I... um, I just I feel like he, they just allowed him to to go with his entire plan, regardless of whether or not it actually makes sense for continuity. No, so that is you'll, what, you'll know what I'm talking about. That is what we noticed um, about. Well, this is what 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 yeah. As, as we were talking, we're like, oh, that's why there were cuts. Like, there's some continuity stuff that we're like, eh, yes, this is pretty good cinema, you know, shot uh-huh. for shot. But the continuity in this. I could explain. I I would have to explain this away. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 for sure. But it is. I think it is very clear that they should have stayed with this direction. And I know. I know Snyder had to leave. I believe it was for a family emergency or something along those lines. And yeah. Whedon came in and kind of the beginning of the end of Joss Whedon with everything we know about him now yeah. and all the all the people coming out and saying, "Hey, this this is not a good dude." Right. Um. So yeah, I I trusted entirely that he was gonna he he could helm that deftly, but yeah, it really screwed that thing up. It seems like he just had such a big ego, and he he wasn't willing to to use anything that was another person's direction. Exactly. I'm looking right now at the two different Steppenwolves, and I I knew I wasn't imagining things. One oh, looks no, so say. much more humanized, and the other one makes sense. Is what I would call it. <laughs> uh. Justice League differences. Um, which well, what? So you like which one more? I like Snyder Steppenwolf. It makes sense to how vile he is. The other one, especially side by side, looks kind of docile and understanding. Okay, black suit, super. Uh, okay, I well, I just need the difference. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I do. Looking at it, I see what. You, yeah, I 100% see what you're saying. Well, actually, okay. So there are. I guess there are two crazy, uh, crazy little cameos at the in the film. So yeah, I I will be very. Although you probably saw one of them already, you just didn't know what it was yet. Yeah, at the time um, I know which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it weird, won't, it won't oh, spoil it for me because I have some some pretty good working knowledge of the DC universe and stuff. But okay, so yeah. when when one when one human being randomly kind of turned into an alien, exactly. <laughs> uh, that they they do actually he does actually say his name at the end and that. That is, uh, it's Martian Manhunter, but that wasn't the person that, that was not the cameo I was talking about. Okay, okay, so I'll look forward to the other. Okay, great. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff at the end. It's, it, it's a genuine shame that they're not just saying, hey, look, let's, let's, let's forget Joss ever happened. We all made mistakes here, <laughs> and let's just go with this, because, like, I would be excited to see future films of this. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know, are we even going to see a Justice League follow up at this point? It was, it was such a critical fucking flop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it would take, um, it would take someone in the, in the studio to really, to really say, you know what, we're, we're listening to the people, we're checking the response to this, and let's go. And I, and that would have taken a decision, you know, fairly quickly. So, no hopes aren't up. Yeah, I thought they did a better job with Ezra Miller too. I thought mm-hmm. he was a he was he's a more more fully realized character than he was kind of just a caricature in the first one. Yep. He's like, "Oh, I'm this wide-eyed kid." Although they do take out the um I guess this isn't a spoiler for anything. At the end of the first uh Justice League, there's that there's that really cool scene where he's racing to like save a family in a truck or something like that. Mhm. And he's he's running as fast as he can, and Superman just casually catches up to him and goes <laughs> right. by him. Right. It was one of the better scenes in the in, in the Whedon movie, I thought. And they they do remove that, but they certainly uh, they give they give Ezra more to do. And yeah, I don't know. Here, okay, last thing I want to hit on: Superman. Has there ever have you ever liked Henry Cavill in anything? I don't remember him in anything else, so no. I just. Oh man, he was he was in one of the Mission Impossibles. Hmm. Thought he was okay. I just he's just not an interesting actor to me. Listen, it it's never it's never more pronounced. What you're saying is never more pronounced than when they revive him. It's the yeah. it's the most uninspiring. Um, I guess what you want to call it a turn, you know, a, a, a character turn or whatever it is that where he's he's fighting Justice League, not knowing where he's at or whatever the explanation is. It's just not captivating. It's it's so dead, yeah. and it's like this is the moment you're supposed to make us either decide if we're gonna we're we're rocking with Superman even in this moment yeah. or not, and it wasn't there. Well, and it's that harkens back to uh, Batman versus Superman and the the single dumbest turn of all time, the famous "Why'd you say that name?" Yeah. line. Oh, we're trying to kill each other, but then we realize both of our parents, both of our mothers, are named Martha, so. It, I guess we team up now. That makes sense. Oh Let's my put God. All our, all it would have been so after the fact in real time. Like, I just <laughs> killed Superman. This is great. Wait a minute. He said, Martha, I'm sitting in the Batcave, feeling accomplished. Yeah. Oh, damn. What did I do? What did I do? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> uh, yeah, just really stupid. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give him, I'll give him credit for one thing. Uh, and uh, you've got it. You've got a kid. Uh, the, your your oldest here it is about the age who would potentially enjoy this mm-hmm. uh netflix put out a, a show called uh, enola Holmes, starring millie bobby brown 
as uh, as Sherlock Holmes' daughter last uh, during the pandemic, mm. and it w- it was good. Uh, and Henry Cavill played Sherlock Holmes in that, and he was he was perfectly fine. But that was in a supporting role. He's just not interesting. That's the problem. Superman fundamentally isn't an interesting character. We see the same problem with Captain Marvel because you know she's female Superman. When you have somebody who's that powerful, it's just what do you do with them? It's so boring, so stupid. It was. I got some humor in the fact that uh, the Flash was flashing and, you know, Superman just looks at him out of the corner of his eye. That was kind of cool. Like those things. Yeah. yeah. Your, your, your superior skills and power, you know, works. But in, in any other case, in any other case, I, I don't like how minimized Wonder Woman was against Superman. I yeah. don't, you know, just stuff like that. He's so, it's just a boring, boring character. And he was played by a, a boring guy. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, again, evident for the fact that, Two and a half hours can go by without him being involved and it still be captivated. <laughs> That's true. That is true. He he does not show up for a while. Um, did you did you get to the scene where uh, where Ezra Miller is applying for the job at the pet shop? Yes. Yeah. That was a great scene. That was so good. That, that was, was so an good. absolute great scene. And and Henry Cavill, I will one thing I will say for him is a giant nerd. Uh, people don't know this, but uh, the rumor is he almost missed his audition for superman because he was too into playing world of warcraft that's a true story <laughs> that's i mean uh, that's kind of cool i'll give you that yeah that's, no that's i have respect for that he's a he's a big like build your own pc guy he's a he's a big computer nerd but and look I, i'm not saying i would not get along with henry cavill if henry wants to reach out we can talk and he's welcome to come on the show to debate whether or not he's an interesting actor but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> He'll he'll do that as soon as uh, as Terrence Howard signs on to play you for the first couple of scenes. All right, look, stupid episode, but honestly, one of my favorites in a while. Yep. Uh, this is uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode of the quote unquote underdog NFL show. <laughs> we'll get back to talking. I mean, more we about talked football, about but the it, Washington football team, and that doesn't get more NFL than that. And do do clowny and do. <laughs> it's the off season. Give us a break. We'll see you next week.